I want to look at one or two things tonight in this great chapter of Hebrews 11 a chapter of encouragement because it tells us about men and women who lived and walked by faith just a few very brief thoughts tonight the purpose of this massive letter was to present the superiority and the sufficiency of the Lord Jesus Christ the theme of Hebrews is the person and the work of Jesus Christ our Lord this includes his pre-incarnate glory his incarnation his life on earth his teaching his ministry his death his resurrection and ascension his present ministry at the right hand of God in heaven where he is now our high priest and our mediator and it also reminds us of his glorious coming again the letter begins with a statement of fact that God has spoken all down the ages he spoke to men and women in the gar- and in the garden of Eden he spoke to Adam and verse 2 of Hebrews, 11, of Hebrews chapter 1 he, it reads then by the prophets at many times and in various ways they brought God's word to the people we read from Hebrews chapter 1 God who at sundry times and in diverse manners spake in times past unto the fathers by the prophets hath in these last days spoken unto us by his son whom he hath appointed heir of all things by whom he also made the world who being in the brightness of his glory and the expressed image of his person upholding all things by the word of his power when he had by himself purged our sins sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high in these last days he has spoken to us by his son with the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ to earth the curtain had finally fallen on the previous age a new age had begun a new and living way to God was open the book of Hebrews was written to men and women who had come into a new and living relationship with God through faith in Jesus Christ God's son and were now walking in this new and living way with God but the writer was concerned about their progress he was concerned about their faith he was concerned that some would not continue in this new and living way that some would return to their old ways and to their old customs and we see here the heart of a true pastor as he warns them of the dangers of going back into all ways as he warns them about going back to old traditions old ceremonies 
these ways he said were finished you have now embarked on a new and living way with God through Christ he reminded them in Hebrews chapter 2 that some might be drifting away from God drifting that is to move slowly away it's like a boat on the water without an anchor and it slowly drifts away and if you're on that boat you don't realise that it's drifting and it can be so in the Christian life you can so easily begin to drift but he also reminds them that some may be beginning to doubt God's word that is in Hebrews 3 and Hebrews 4 but he also reminds them in Hebrews 5 the third warning is dullness losing interest in the things of God losing interest losing the excitement of walking with the Lord Jesus Christ have you lost that excitement that excitement that you experienced that day when you came into that new and living relationship with God remember that day when God touched your life by his Holy Spirit that you came as a sinner in repentance to God and he brought you into his family that was exciting you were filled with joy because you were now a child of the king you lost that excitement are you drifting are you doubting is there a dullness in your ministry in your witness and also there was a danger of deliberate sin so easy to wander to drift and to go our own way Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 23 the writer says let us hold fast the profession of faith let us hold fast the writer here is not talking about saving faith but about living faith about going on with the Lord Jesus Christ saving faith is when we come to God in true repentance and put our trust in him now John Calvin said faith is not a distant view but a warm embracement of Christ remember that day when you embraced Christ and he embraced you what a wonderful day that was as believers we have stepped out with Christ in faith are we going on with him are we living by faith Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1 now faith is a substance of things hoped for evidence of things not seen faith begins as an act by which a person abandons abandons reliance on himself for the Christian it is abandon ourselves and relying in God and upon God the Christian puts his faith his trust in an altogether wise, powerful holy, loving God he puts his trust in him to save him to keep him, to guide him, to protect him and to bring him home, home to heaven, to be with God for eternity. Faith is a personal thing. 
as individuals we are to be fully committed to the Lord Jesus Christ are we as Christians are we fully committed to the one who has saved us can we sing tonight that old hymn that we used to sing years ago simply trust in Jesus simply trust in every day simply trust in Jesus all the way a very simple words, but so profound you trust in him all the time all the way and all the day faith is a personal reliance on God a personal trust in him we have faith in him who he is the great almighty sovereign God of glory we have faith in what he has done through the Lord Jesus Christ at Calvary we have faith in him that he has forgiven us and brought us into his family we have faith in what he has said in his precious word the living word Romans chapter 4 and verse 21 being fully persuaded that what he has promised he is able also to perform the test of faith is seen in the Christian life the way we act and the way we react to people and how we deal with issues in our life. True faith will make a man obey God. One writer has said, Trust is a result of faith. It steps out with God because it believes him. It commits to God and it rests in God. Or another writer has put it, Faith laughs at the impossibilities and shouts it shall be done Hebrews 11 is a chapter for the encouragement of believers and as we open chapter 11 it is like opening the door to a great picture gallery a gallery full of portraits of men and women who have lived and walked by faith with God many of them were just very ordinary people with no special gifts no special talents but they trusted God they stepped out in obedience with God and they accomplished great things in his name and by his power because they put their faith in him when he called them to do certain things they said yes Lord and he equipped them and he anointed them and we can say yes faith laughed at the impossibilities and cried yes it is done as we walk down the hall of faith we come perhaps to another room which is not recorded in God's word church history there are many pictures there in this particular room of men and women of faith perhaps the church fathers perhaps a picture of Martin Luther Hugh Latimer Ridley Tyndale a translator D.L. Moody the evangelist the Wesleys the Whitcliffs Mary Jones Hudson Taylor Mary Slessor and many many more but then perhaps there's another picture on the wall the little old lady who always sat at the back of the church but always in prayer faithfully 
uplifting her brothers and sisters to the throne of grace. Picture of the Sunday school teacher who faithfully taught the classes, the youth leaders. And maybe there is a picture of the housekeeper in Lord Shaftesbury's household many years ago. That dear lady led the young Earl of Shaftesbury into a living personal relationship with Jesus Christ. His family had no time for the things of God, but the housekeeper did. And as you read the life of Lord Shaftesbury, the things that God accomplished through him, and yet it was the housekeeper who led him to Christ. And thousands and thousands more of portraits of men and women who have been faithful to God. And there is the third room, the present day. God is still putting pictures up in his gallery of men and women who are serving him faithfully. Men and women. Some may have stood up this day and died for their faith. But let us go back to the beginning of the gallery. God's picture. Heroes of faith. Verse 11, uh, sorry, verse 4 of chapter 11. The man who worshipped by faith. He worshipped a God he could not see. Faith could see where his physical eyes could not see. Faith could see the God of creation powerful, loving and merciful. He worshipped the great majestic God of glory by faith. But who was this man who by faith worshipped a God he could not see? Genesis chapter 4 we read of the birth of Cain and Abel. These two brothers grew up in a home with a mum and dad who had lived in a perfect world. A mum and dad who had lived in a perfect garden. A mum and dad who had personal fellowship and relationship with the God of creation. God had walked in the garden and talked with them. But they disobeyed God. They sinned and God banished them from his presence and from that perfect garden. But I'm sure Adam and Eve would have instructed the two boys in the things of God and how they were to live before God. One of those boys accepted the things of God and one rejected. The first human child was Cain. The he was the first to follow his father's profession, farming, and he became the first murderer. Abel, the second child of Adam and Eve, was the first shepherd, the first man to die for his faith and truth. He was indeed the first martyr. And thousands upon thousands of men and women have gone down that road and died because their only crime is I had faith in Jesus Christ. Even today, someone may have died 
for their faith in Christ. Cain and Abel came to worship God, bringing their offerings to the Lord. Cain brought the fruit of the ground. The ground had been cursed because of man's sin. Cain brought his best. He brought the labours of his hand. We're told in Isaiah 64, 6, we are all unclean and what we bring to God is unclean. Romans 3.20 By the deeds of the law no flesh is justified. Titus 3.5 It is not by works. Ephesians 2.8.10 Not of works for by grace you are saved through faith. It, through faith. it is only by grace that we enter. Only by grace can we enter. Cain came to worship by what he had done. As I have said, Adam and Eve would have instructed the children in the right way to come to God. Cain had no excuse. He knew the right way to come to God. In Genesis chapter 4, we read, Cain was given a second chance uh, to put his life right and come to God in the right way. Verse 7. Here we read of a God of mercy, a God of love. He said to Cain, why are you angry? Why is your face downcast? If you do what is right, you will be accepted. God's way was by faith and not by works. The way to God today still is by faith in Jesus Christ. There is only one way and that is through the Lord Jesus Christ. There was mercy for Cain, but he rejected it. We sometimes sing, depths of mercy can there be, mercy there reserved for me. Yes, there is, if we come to God through faith in Christ, if we come God's way. Cain rejected God's way and went his own way. We have that again recorded in Jude verse 11. Abel came to worship God by faith. He could not see the one he worshipped. Abel acknowledged he was a sinner and he needed God's forgiveness. He came by faith. He offered up a more acceptable sacrifice. By faith he was commended as a righteous man. Why Abel and not Cain? God had revealed to Adam and Eve and their descendants the true way of worship. Abel knew what God expected and he obeyed by coming to God and believing in him. We read in Hebrews 11.6 Without faith it is impossible to please God. His faith was in God and his obedience eventually cost him his life. You know, it costs to serve the Lord Jesus Christ. There is a cost. Salvation is free. But service will cost you something. It may not cost you your life. It may cost you something of this world's goods. It may cost you something, some pleasures 
that you enjoy it may cost you time you have to set time aside to do that service God has given you to do there are many things it will cost to serve Christ one writer has said no man's life is for his own private use it is a life that should be dedicated to God and to others no man's life is for his own private use Cain was religious Abel was righteous he came in faith believing to worship a God he could not see those who would worship must believe that he is that he is the true and living God the self-existent Jehovah we read God is spirit he is invisible without body no man has ever seen him or can see him 1 Timothy chapter 6 all worship of this great immortal invisible God is by faith 1 Timothy 1.17 the king eternal immortal invisible the God only wise God is to be worshipped and he alone is to be worshipped Exodus chapter 20 verse 3 thou shalt have no other gods before me he will not share his worship or obedience to any other one writer has said if he is not lord of everything in your life he will not be lord of anything God cannot and will not share with anyone else for he is superior and supreme God is uh, to be worshipped without any visual symbols we see in Exodus chapter 20 you shall not make for yourself any idol in any form of anything in the heaven above or on the earth beneath or in the waters below you shall not bow down to them or worship them for I the Lord your God am a jealous God punishing the children uh, for the sins of the fathers to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me but showing love to thousands of generations of those who love me and keep my commandments God is to be worshipped without any visual symbols we don't need pictures to worship God we don't need images we don't need idols for if we use these things they are all false man tries to worship God through images and pictures and idols but God's word tells us if we do this it is idolatry Deuteronomy chapter 4 in 1 John 5:21, he ends his letter like this little children keep yourself from idols there is only one God the great eternal one who is light who is truth who is love he is as scripture says the great I am there are thousands of clues around us about his existence though we cannot see him 
we are called to worship him by faith. Abel worshipped by faith and not by sight. Ray Palmer wrote a wonderful hymn. Jesus, these eyes have never seen that radiant form of thine. The veil of sense hangs dark between thy blessed face and mine. I see thee not, I hear thee not, yet art thou oft with me. And earth, ne'er so deep a spot as when I meet with thee. Yea, though I have not seen and still must rest in faith alone, I love thee, dearest Lord, and will unseen but not unknown. When these, sorry, when death these mortal eyes shall seal and still this throbbing heart, the rendered veil shall thee reveal all glories as thou art. Abel worshipped by faith and not by sight. Tonight we are here and we worship God by faith. Going to sing for our closing hymn 234 Immortal Invisible